Mary Simmons, and you're listening to KTBS3's Doc Talk. It's the place to be to hear informative, forward-thinking, solution-based discussions about what contributes to our mental health and overall well-being. And you can download a new episode every other Wednesday morning wherever you listen to podcasts. With us today is Dr. Mike Sewell, Chief of Hospital Medicine at Ofner LSU Health, and today we're talking about sleep deprivation. Dr. Sewell, this is, we're both examples of that early yes. this morning. We already talked about that. Well, that's right. And I, I told you, Terry, I'm not, uh, not the poster child for, um, for wellness when it comes to sleep deprivation. Do as I say, not as I that, do this right. morning, for but, sure. But you know, sleep deprivation is, a, is a, an important topic that for years we just ignored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the mantra, especially in medicine, you know, when we were training, uh, the way we trained is you were just you stayed up all night, you worked all day, you worked all night, you worked all day the next day, and that was just the standard. And we didn't know any better because that's what was expected. It's what we did, and we realized that maybe that's not the best. <laughs> way to take care of people. Maybe it's not the best example to set for our patients. Right. And all sorts of things come up when you talk about that. And this is why you've been with us before. Yes. And the, the end of our last conversation in a previous episode, you and I got to talking about sleep deprivation and all the things that we do. We thought this is worth an episode for sure. Absolutely. So, so let's go back to so many questions come up. Like when you are in that situation, taking doctors, for instance, mm-hmm. when you're learning and you are just catching sleep when you can. And we see it on television. I don't know how close it is to that. But and we see it, you know, talking to you in real life, talking about you just do what you can. You get up and you train, 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 and you catch some sleep in a room there at the hospital or wherever you can. Um, and so that had to be beneficial for a while or, you know, or or maybe there are situations still where we can thrive on that for a little while because you just do what you've got to do. You do, and, and you know, a lot of times we, we get into survival mode yeah. uh, and we think, well, I'll do this temporarily and then I'll catch up, and we never take time to catch up, mm-hmm. and we stay in survival mode for years, mm-hmm. uh, and it has a lot of negative impact on our health, uh, our, our physical health, but our mental and emotional well-being as well. And you know, the stigma um, has, has, has always been there of, don't be weak and don't ask for help. Oh, yes. You know, and don't take care of yourself because that's selfish. And um, there's so many professions now where, you know, people don't want to be selfish. Right. People want to be a team player. People want to be a gamer. Uh, and uh, taking care of yourself and, and going and getting rest and recovering um, has been viewed as weak. Fortunately, we're trying to change that culture a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes we've had to absolutely regulate it in to force people to take care of themselves, which sounds crazy, but that's that's what we've had to do. There is that resistance, though, and it's why it's hard to even um, condition yourself to do that because it's already in there. No, I don't want to be a whiner. I don't want to be lazy. I want to do my part. I want to learn. I don't want to miss out. There's so many things that our brain tells us because we do have that negative bias. It is a natural thing that we do. Um, but now it's like reframing. We're on the cutting edge here, kind of listening to this now. Instead of selfish, it's self first. Yes. It's not selfish. It's not leaving everyone out. And actually, we're learning that you're going to be better to the team if you get some rest and come back. But that's a difficult thing for most people to do. Is it still that way with doctors? It, it absolutely is. And, um, you know, in, uh, I teach medical students and a lot of our students are scared to death that if they're not studying all the time, somebody else is studying. Yeah. And somebody else is going to get ahead. And we hear it in um, uh, football coaches. They say, well, other teams you know, may be more talented, but they're not going to outwork us because we're going to work harder and we're going to work more. Um, but we do need that time to recover as well. Yeah, we do. 
but we're, we're afraid of that we're recovery <laughs> do you know and so so what do we do what do we do what what are how do we get there well you know um, the first thing is to to at some point we've got to recognize that it's not a selfish thing right uh, and it's actually a little more selfish to keep working because you may become less effective over time. Yeah. And um, doctors are stubborn and hard-headed and hard mm. to change their opinions. And uh, it actually took a big study several years ago, many years ago now, um, to kind of change our ideas. And they took physicians who had been on call the night before, who had worked all day, all night, and all day. So they've been working for 36 hours or so. And they did neurobehavioral testing on those patients or on those doctors. Mm -hmm. And they had a healthy uh, group of volunteers who drank four beers and they scored almost exactly the same. So rested so, but four beers and 36 hours of just work. Yes. Same. And so um, it's, it's cognition. It's being sharp in your thinking. It's emotional stability. It's physical um, stability. Those testing um, methods also included fine motor movements. So you think about a surgeon doing surgery on no sleep um, and their motor movements were not as good. Right. And so th that was kind of a, an eye opening thing for the medical profession. But it's, a, it's moved into other professions. We don't let truck drivers um, drive more than a certain number of hours. Now we restrict our, our learners and our residents and our trainees to the number of hours they can work in a row, to the number of hours they can work in a week. And we've had to force these people who have this natural desire to keep going, mm -hmm. to stop and right. to pause and to take time off and to recover. And unfortunately, uh, it takes a lot to convince those people <laughs> who've done it that way a long time yeah. that that's the better way. Yeah, and I've learned just from human nature and just studying and being out in the field with humans, listening and, and paying attention, that you really aren't gonna change by just the general description of it. It's got to click with you. It's got to find the thing that means a lot to you. And do you think if we stressed more like the reason we will, we don't just decide to regulate something. You usually regulate something because something difficult happened. Like the reason we regulate the truck drivers is because too many accidents were yes. happening and we started finding out people were dying or, or they were losing their jobs or they weren't getting to where they needed to go because of sleep deprivation. So it's individual, isn't it? We have to kind of find the one thing that's gonna matter to you to make you turn around. It is. And, and one of the things that we do, and I keep going back to the medical profession because yeah. that's what I know and mm -hmm. that's where my experience lies in this, but um, we, we had to convince uh, trainees and young physicians that they were actually better off in being able to care for others mm -hmm. if they had self-care involved. And if they were, if they were tired, they were going to give inferior care to other people. And you know, the old saying, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. Uh, Easy to say and hard to convince people, um, but I think after, and again in medicine we actually had to force it, we had to regulate it to make people take time off. And we can't make the general population do that, um, but we can get, as the physicians start to realize it for themselves, they can help coach other people. Right. And that's one of the reasons I was so proud to come talk to you today is maybe we can convince some people that, hey, sleep's important. Let's, uh, let's not forego that. Yeah, I think it really is. I think that's what Doc Talk's all about, having these kind of conversations, because this is proven. This is here, and you are doing it, and you're seeing it, and you're in it. And it applies to, I'm the real life, other side of it, like not only, and, and I think it's a good comparison too with medicine. It's really hard to justify when someone really is in it to save lives, and they've called to be a doctor, and they really think, no, 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 and they do 
say, it's temporary. I'll just get through this 36 hours. It's not a habit. I need to get there. But also, whatever someone else outside of the medical profession or whatever they're doing, it's that somehow it's that meaningful to them too. It's almost like saving lives. It almost is an important that if they miss this one meeting or if they miss driving their child to school every single day instead of letting their spouse or someone else or carpool, they it becomes that important to the person. So we need to recondition that thinking that yes, it is important, but here's how you do it. Well, and, and a lot of our identity sometimes comes from yes. our um, our strength and our stamina and our ability to keep going and um, we want other people to view us as strong and not mm -hmm. weak and in actuality we're better if we rest better and so our, yeah. our, our, um, our identity ought to come from our performance Mm -hmm. and our performance elevates when we're rested, but it's it's hard to convince us of that. Yeah, and, and also we <laughs> even though we know it's hard to, know. Hard, to change hard, to, our, hard to change our behavior. Isn't that funny? It's hard to change our behavior. Yes. Yeah, we can know it, but changing it is really one thing. And and it is such a different thing when you come in dragging and you're complaining, or even if you don't say anything, but it's obvious. It used to be like this badge of. Uh, you know that I've worked so hard, I've worked all these hours. If you don't say anything, but when you come in all bright and cheerful, and sometimes we're afraid to come in there. We've worked the same, you know, long shift, but we're coming all spunky and happy because we got some rest. And there's that thing people think, well, she must not be working that hard because she's in too good a mood. Oh, mm -hmm. must be nice. When really, no, she's working just as hard. She just chose to get some rest and feel good. To and she's going to be more effective that day. More effective. Uh, than, than she would have been. And, um, you know, and if, if our ultimate goal is, is to care for others or in any profession, to do our job to the best of our abilities, mm -hmm. then we have to be better prepared. And, and sleep does that. And, you know, and I shared with you um, earlier this week some, some new literature that's coming out. Yes, and, thank you. Um, you know, that's been in the medical literature and in the medical news now for a while, but it's just this week, um, some new literature uh, released about all the physical effects mm -hmm. and long-term physical effects. And, you know, um, but the great thing about medicine is it, it evolves and changes and we keep learning more stuff. Yeah. You know, and just when we think we got it all figured out, mm -hmm. we learn more stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, what the, the main points this week were about long-term physical effects. And there really is an increase in heart disease in hypertension, worsening of diabetes, increase in mortality. So people who are chronically sleep deprived die sooner. They have more medical issues. They have more fatigue. They have more emotional problems. But physical illness is really tied to sleep deprivation. And we've said that for years, but now we've proven it yeah. with long-term studies. And, uh, and you know, the more this is get studied, the more we're realizing, hey, this is not just about um, uh, emotional well-being and about mental well-being it is but it's about physical well-being as well yeah and I think long term is key to what you sent me I read it really stuck out to me when I was reading that literature and it really is we don't think about long term we mm -hmm. think short term getting this done but long term effects you know and you think about you know children who naturally will lay down and take a nap they just instinctively know they need to rest up so they can play harder and play some more. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and and pets, dogs, watch animals, watch people who don't, or beings who don't have to think about it or prove anything, they get their rest. And they're bright and cheery and they know what to eat and when to eat. It affects everything, doesn't it? The dogs are a good example. They they smile a lot uh, after they've been resting and napping. And, and <laughs> they we, do. And we walk around frowning because we're tired. Yes. Yeah. And who knew that? And sometimes that is the solution. Just take take a nap. Or go to bed, take it. You know, when things get overwhelming, just go rest for a minute and things yeah. get clearer. So we've talked a lot about, you know, why it's important and the fact that it is important. And medical literature, as I said, obviously supports the importance. Uh, let's talk a little bit about 
what you can do. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so people, um, they finally get convinced. Okay, maybe they're onto something. You know, they've they've done these studies. Maybe I need to change. What do I do first? How do I change? Um, and the the first thing, as you mentioned, is mindset. You have to commit to change, yeah. uh, and you have to um, to hold yourself accountable uh, to change. Um, probably the number one thing people can do is um, set times. Okay. Uh-huh. And so you you set a bedtime and you set a time to get up and. We're terrible about this because we go hard during the week and then we sleep in on the weekends uh, and then we stay up late watching TVs, watching movies, doing social events. So we sleep in the next day and an alternating schedule is terrible for sleep cycle. Yes. And so we really need to try to go to bed about the same time every night and wake up about the same time every day. Um, if you could do that six days a week, it's better than, than, uh, than you know, sleeping in on both days on the weekend. But setting that schedule is the first thing you can do. That's a really good start. People say, but I need my weekend. I need to be able to sleep in. I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm constantly at work. I need a day to sleep in. Then just take one day. I'll do that. Like yes. either Saturday or Sunday. Sunday's usually my, okay, I'm not going to beat myself up if I sleep, I sleep. And also it's nice to have that day to let to pay attention to what time your body naturally wakes up that day really pay attention yes to what time. one of the great things um, that you can do to figure out how much you sleep and some people thrive on not as much sleep mm-hmm. um, and some people require more sleep it's not a sign of weakness to need eight hours of sleep versus six it's, right. you know that's just how you're wired um, but if you can find a time where you don't have to wake up and you're not excessively pressured, but you're also not excessively tired from being sleep deprived all week. So that's the hard thing is right. to find that. Um, but go to bed at a set time and then see how long you sleep. Yeah. And whenever you wake up and you wake up refreshed, that's about how much time you need. And it's hard sometimes when you realize you need eight hours of sleep a night and then you start calculating and um, one of the things that we're all really good at is figuring out okay if I go to sleep right now how much sleep will I get before I have to get up we all calculate that in our I head. do yeah uh, but you know it's, sometimes it's it's hard to realize that wow my body really needs seven and a half hours eight hours even nine hours of sleep a night mm-hmm. uh, but if that's what your body needs that's what you have to give it or you're facing long-term consequences. Right, and is it is it possible to like really pay attention and really pay attention to the trade-off? Get the get the amount of hours you need. Find those nine, ten hours, whatever you need, and then really pay attention to how productive you are in the next day. You may need less waking hours in the day to get things done because you're so refreshed. You absolutely will. And and um, I've um, I've been guilty of this working tired, um, and you know I have this big long list of things to do. And I spend two hours looking at my long list of things to do. And two hours later, I realize all I've done is worry about how much I have to do when I could have been productive during those two hours and marking things off the list. So more sleep does equal better production, more efficiency during the day, mm-hmm. and you'll actually have more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's hard to convince ourselves about it. It really is. And, and like you said, it's easy maybe to convince ourselves, but hard to then act on it create the habit. So what do you suggest? Just taking it a step-by-step like you already yeah, the, talked so, about? Just so the, first step, yeah, the first step would be uh, a set bedtime right. and a set um, um, a set wake-up time mm-hmm. uh, and try to keep those within a half hour or so every day you can. Now mm-hmm. obviously we have events in our lives that, that sure. disrupt us uh, but we need to make those the exception and not the rule. Um, the other things are um, finding ways to enhance your sleep. 
okay? Sleeping in a cool room, uh, blackout curtains if needed, uh, maybe a noise machine if needed. There's all kind of things uh, that you can do. Most everybody now can download a free app on their phone that makes noise. Oh, yeah. You know, the Rain app. Everybody <laughs> loves the Rain app. Um, but things that will enhance your sleep. So we're working on amount and timing first, mm -hmm. and then also work on those environment things. You know, find your comfort zone. Uh, if you need a new mattress, if you need um, one that adjusts, whatever, find your comfort zone where you sleep the best and optimize the, the quality of the sleep you get as well as the time. Mm -hmm. And I've also found it to be true and heard, make it your, your sanctuary. Try not to have electronics in there. Yes. I know a lot of people want that TV yes. in the bedroom. If you can move the TV out of the bedroom, um, I know we need to have our phone maybe for emergencies by the bed. If we have children or family, other places, we may need that. Uh, but if you can, just put it where the light, because those, those electronic lights, those little lights really they do, do affect our and sleep. Uh, screen time is a big deal now, you know, and, yeah. and parents monitor their screen time for their adolescents and teenagers, mm -hmm. uh, and nobody's monitoring their screen time, yes. uh, but there's actually good literature that more screen time equals less duration of sleep and less quality of sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, really, if there's any way possible within the last 30 minutes before you go to, to sleep, you need to be off of your phone mm -hmm. and off of your TV. You can read, you can do things around the house, but you really don't need to take your phone to bed. Right. And you don't need to lay in bed to watch TV. Yeah. So one of the best tips we can give is, you know, your, your bed is for, is for sleep. Yes. And it's not for watching TV and watching movies and, and it's not for playing on your phone. Mm -hmm. um, and those are hard things, but those are things that if you want to take small steps, those are some of the small steps you can take. Yeah, I agree. And also the reason, a lot of reasons why not to watch TV more than, you know, 30 minutes to an hour before you go. It depends on what you watch and what you just read. And if you just read a download of a bunch of work emails or something that upset you or something, it's hard to put that away. And when you go to sleep, your brain is working on that and you might wake up still holding on to that. Yeah. And, um, you know, being at, uh, at KTBS, I don't want to talk bad about the 10 o'clock news, but <laughs> a lot of people stay up late to watch the news yes. and they think they have to know that night what happened. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, KTBS also has a, a 5 and 6 a.m. Uh, we sure news do. Show We're on at 4.30. Yeah, you can get the same news at 5 in the morning yes. that you got at 10 o'clock at night. It'll be updated in the morning. And maybe those things are easier to take mm -hmm. when you have all day to absorb them, to dwell on them, to ponder on them, That's and true. not find out bad news at 10 p.m. Yeah. and then not be able to sleep because yeah, of it. Yeah, because your so, brain is still processing while you sleep. Absolutely. Um, one of the, um, uh, the things that um, outside of timing of sleep and, and duration and quality uh, is falling asleep. And a, a lot of people have trouble falling asleep. Mm -hmm. um, the first thing people need to know about that is they're not alone. All right, most, <laughs> most everybody at some point has trouble falling asleep. Right. And um, what we don't need to do is to turn immediately to substance uh, to fall asleep. And a lot of people do that. Yes. Okay. The, the, the big problems with that is if we're turning to alcohol to help us sleep, eventually it's going to take a little more and a little more. And there's that danger zone of slipping into excess. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there's actually literature out that a glass of red wine or, or, or one, um, uh, one, um, mixed drink at night, especially in men for some reason, um, has some health benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, again, where is that line 
and can we use that uh, appropriately? And most people can't because their body won't allow them to because if they get used to it, it's gonna take a little more. Right. Um, a lot of people wanna to run to the doctor and get prescriptions for, uh, for sleep aids, but that's the same thing. They're, we're gonna have side effects to these sleep aids and eventually you're gonna build a tolerance to those things and you're better off doing non-pharmacologic ways, non-medicine ways yeah. to get to sleep if possible. So at least try them first. Yes. At least try these first. Because we, we had this discussion too the other day about alcohol, trying to have some alcohol before you go to sleep. And someone said, it, it relaxes me. That's how I get to sleep. But then it's like, it's disruptive though, isn't it? It really, you might get to sleep, but it might disrupt your sleep. It may be effective in some people, but yeah. again, it, uh, it may cause trouble. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that alcohol does is it makes us have to get up and go to the bathroom, mm -hmm. which disrupts our sleep. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, but those are other things that we can control too. One of the things that really cause a lot of trouble with sleep are other medical issues. Okay. Right. As we get older, we have to get up and go to the bathroom. How do we go back to sleep? Um, also, um, sleep apnea is a huge thing, way underdiagnosed, causes all kind of heart and lung issues, worsens mortality, and a lot of people are resistant. To, you know, their spouse tells them they snore, they tell them they stop breathing during the night, and they're afraid to go get tested and get a CPAP machine or a BiPAP machine to get that sleep. But the quality of life change is tremendous in yeah. doing that. Uh, and so these are things that we can modify. Mm -hmm. We have to have the want to, but then we just have to take the steps. Yeah. So when we're convinced and we get into the habit, let's run down again the possibility of ways that your life is enhanced by getting a good good night's sleep. Is there a good list of things? Yeah, so I think the best way to look at the way it's enhanced is to look at the way it's, it's uh, deteriorated if you don't sleep. Right. Okay, and so sleep deprivation causes decrease in cognition. Your, your focus is not sharp, your memory is not sharp, and your reasoning and thought processes get slower and not as good. Mm -hmm. Therefore, better sleep hygiene, more sleep, better quality sleep, you're gonna be sharper. You're gonna think better. Your memory's gonna be better. Your interactions with other people are gonna be better. And so those things all make you more efficient, which goes back to your point mm -hmm. of if you sleep more, you'll be better during the day. You'll get more done in a shorter period of time and you'll have more spare time. Right. Again, easy concept to, to think <laughs> of, uh, but a hard thing to, um, uh, to put into practice. Right. So besides the, uh, the cognition and memory, the physical things, okay? The heart disease, uh, the, um, the, uh, the lung disease, uh, the diabetes, all, the high blood pressure, all these things that sleep deprivation causes all those things get better and go down. Yeah. Mortality improves if you sleep more. There you Which, go, right there. Yeah. So, there. So, you live longer. Right. so sleep longer, live longer. That's, that's a hard longer, thing to be. Longer. That's get a t-shirt. Right. That's right. <laughs> and you know, but again, it's just hard for people to con uh, conceptualize that, mm -hmm. but uh, the evidence is very clear. And one of the things we do in medicine is we always try to follow the evidence. Yes. And one of the things you do in, in, uh, in, uh, in news, news is always try to follow the facts and find yes. the facts and don't base things on opinion. And these, these sleep things are not opinion. These mm -hmm. are all fact-based. Yeah, and don't base it on other people's opinion. We come into that pride thing and that self thing. Don't base it on what anybody else might think or say. If you need the sleep, get the sleep. That's probably our hardest thing. It really is. That's probably yeah, our hardest thing. And you know, um, uh, there, there actually were some good things about the way we used to train back in the day because you know we, we stayed up a lot. Um, we didn't sleep very much. Um, there's actually something called the stress learning curve where if you're under a little bit of duress, mm -hmm. you learn better. And that's why some people can cram for a test and actually do better 
other people need us to go slow and low, and they will do better because everybody's built a little differently. Yeah. Um, so, but if you see um, professional athletes, you know, when the boxers come to the ring, when the sprinters go out on the track, they're already have broken a sweat. They've already warmed up. They're already at peak performance and ready to go. And mm -hmm. so that stress helps us learn a little bit. But is it worth the trade-off of the physiologic deterioration you're going to get? Yeah. And if you're going to die five years earlier, yeah. that's probably not a good trade. <laughs> True. Long term. Yeah. And plus, anything to access. Sometimes we say we're just doing that little bit of stress, but then it becomes a habit and it grows and that becomes our way of doing things. So one of the other things about the stress learning curve, though, is it falls off the cliff at mm -hmm. a certain point. So you learn better as you're under a little stress, sure. but when you get under a lot of stress, you don't yeah. learn anything. Right. And that's those times I was talking about where I've got so many things to do, I spend all my time frantically looking at my list and my tasks, but I'm not accomplishing any of my tasks right. because my stress level is too high. That's what chronic sleep deprivation does. Okay. It leaves you in that chronically fatigued state, and that's why you can't learn. Mm -hmm. That's why your memory goes down. It's why you're not as sharp and not as focused. And so, yeah, stress is important to help us learn. Being under a deadline will make you get things done, <laughs> yes. okay? But if you constantly live under a deadline that never goes away, you're just gonna deteriorate. Yeah, you're constantly focused on the deadline and not what you need to do right. to get it done. It's about the about the getting it done, not the having it done. Yeah, and checking boxes is not the uh, the ultimate great thing. And you know, um, high achieving people sometimes like to check boxes. Oh you know, yeah, uh, yeah. The A plus personality and let's check things off my list and which is great, but you'd really rather check things off that were done well. Yes. Instead of just that were done. Yeah. Yeah, have a to-done list, a right. to-do list. That's yeah. right. Well, Dr. Sewell, thank you. This has been so eye-opening about everything. Um, I like the sleep longer, live longer. Uh, really good idea. Absolutely. So, and these, yeah. Again, these are important things. Um, and if you just absolutely can't sleep, uh, do seek help from a physician. Mm -hmm. But remember that non-medicine things are going to be better. There's a lot of medicines out there, um, but they all have side effects. They all have risk. And if we can do it without medicine, that's that'd be the best option all right thank you so much thanks terry and we'll see you next time hope you come back we'll talk more about the literature that comes through and everything that you do and the learning and it's fascinating what we were talking about earlier about wading through the facts and the literature and the medical literature that you're on it so much and up to date that you know you're there when the boards come around next time you've already done that slow and low <laughs> see, see advantage yeah. of, be advantage of being in academic medicine being yes. in LSU is we, we're on the learning curve yes but well, we appreciate these, these conversations thanks Terry All thanks right. for having me sure. right. and everyone thank you for joining us you can download a new episode of these discussions every other Wednesday morning wherever you listen to podcasts we'll meet you right here next time on Doc Talk <music>